Hey, welcome to the Echo Youth Podcast, where we're going to talk about the Bible, how it applies to our daily lives, and have a lot of fun while we're doing it. My name is Brett Westerfield, and my wife and I are the youth pastors of Echo Youth Ministries at South Coast Christian in San Juan Capistrano, California. And I'm joined today by one of our youth leaders, Ben Wallace. Let's get it. Yo, welcome back to uh, another episode of the Echo Youth Podcast. We're back out here, 47 deep, homie. We're almost at a year. Is that what it is, 47? Yeah, I looked before this. Almost at a year. Sheesh. A year's 52 or 54? 52, right? I think it's 52. Yeah, I think so, too. That sounds right. I guess we could always just go back and look and see like what the first... Yeah, the first date we did it. Yeah. Nah, that's too much work. Let me turn our mics up a little bit. They're a little bit soft. A little bit soft out here tonight. There we go. Seems better. We can talk about this. <laughs> we we, <laughs> we just, can do this whole podcast in this accent. <laughs> we just watched this uh, movie. From New uh, Zealand, mate. Called uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. <laughs> uh, shout out to my brother-in-law, Cole, because he showed it to me first. But it's just like a hilarious. It was an adventure. A hilarious movie. It's like it's kind of a Napoleon Dynamite thing. But it was type quite of movie. funny, to be honest. What? It was quite funny. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, there's some good parts. Um, anyways, but it's a New Zealand movie, so they talk in like this accent the whole time. So that's why we're doing that. So um, we got it in our spirits. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, hey, we're gonna do uh, week three of our reading plan: uh, how to love people you disagree with, which I think has been so good for this time. Yep. Um. And. Uh, yeah. Um, today was a special day for me. I got my first opportunity to preach on, uh, at our weekend service at our church. <laughs> Let's go. So that was really fun. And I think it went pretty well. And, uh, Oh yeah, it did. Oh yeah. And, uh, I got like a super heavy topic to preach for the first time, but it was good. Yep. And, uh, because of this whole COVID thing, we had uh, some, a couple of COVID scares in the church. We, uh, shut down this week. So it's kind of just a weird circumstance the first week, and there's hardly any people there and because it's online or whatever. But it was weird circumstances. But you know what? It it uh, it showed me how how much uh, th- that scripture re- it reads true that uh, talks about when our in our weaknesses he's made strong. And uh, I I wore my uh, Star Wars socks um, <laughs> because no, so the, calculated so, so the force would be with me. And uh, and then and then he just right before the thing right yeah right before service started I got like super nervous and I'm usually not the type of person to get nervous over things like that and uh, but I did and but then it all ended up working good because I just we just gave it to God so it was great service uh, every everything about it was powerful the team was powerful so if you're listening to this and you were a part of that service uh, thank you so much you guys are awesome uh, but anyways so that was a just a, a absolute vibe, an appreciation speech right there. I guess uh, for the squadron holding it oh, down. Oh, I did my first wedding this weekend. It was a very eventful. Yeah, weekend. you had a big weekend, buddy. All so, at the news of Friday. <laughs> yeah, so it was uh, it was crazy. It was fun. Um, but okay, yeah. So we're gonna do uh, this week three, um, which is gonna be really good. It's talking about uh, empathy. And so uh, last week we talked about uh, respect, 
week one, we talked about uh, how we're called to love. And so this week we're talking about empathy, which is a popular topic of the day and uh, sometimes misunderstood uh, word and idea. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so um, we'll be able to talk about it today. It'll be super good. And then we have a, a fun, festive draft at the end of today. Probably today most epi. of our most of our drafts for this month will be yeah, relatively be, festive. Be festive. So it'll be cool. Cause for those it's, listening, it's December. It's December, <laughs> the best month of the entire year. Yep. Chrysler's coming, boys and girls. We're almost there. Chrysler's. Here we go. Um, happy crisis. <laughs> happy crisis. Um, Crimmins. Okay, so let's do it. Merry Crimmins. Um, All right, Honcho, you're up. Yeah, okay, so John 8, 11, or no, John 8, 1 through 11, uh, which is interesting because I was in John 11 today in my message, so this is just a few chapters before. Yep. But anyways, it says, Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. The crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? If you're listening to this and this is your first... Just talked about this in the youth group. Yeah. If you're listening to this and this is your first interaction uh, with Scripture, if you're brand new to this idea of uh, Jesus and God and all that kind of stuff, uh, or... Yeah, anyways, what they mean by uh, to stone her is... Uh, it, it was a it was a way of kind of like the death penalty. It's kind of gruesome. Um, basically, just throwing rocks until at somebody, somebody until, they, until they die. Um, not always would they die, but um, I don't know how that worked. It just whenever they felt like stopping, they stop. I guess, but it's a uh, pretty gruesome. So, um, needless to say, Jesus didn't want that to happen. So. Verse 6, they were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him, but Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. And yeah, like Ben said, I just preached on this like... Probably two months ago? Yeah, par- it month was two ago. weeks before my the Power on the Pause message because I, re- like I reverted back now. to it afterwards. Something like that. Uh, anyways, they kept demanding an answer, so he stood up and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? And she said, No, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Let's go. So I mean, it's a great story. Uh, my my views on it is that it, it it shows a lot of different perspectives. Oh, that's when I preached on it. On that, oh, it was in, in lenses. Series, lenses, yeah. Yep. Um, but anyways, there's a lot of different perspectives at play here. There's a perspective of the Pharisees, which we oftentimes find ourselves in. Something does somebody does something wrong, and we want them to be punished for it because it's only fair. It's not fair. If they, it's it's not fair. If my, it's not fair, mom. <laughs> mom, it's not fair if they don't control, right? It's not fair if they don't get what's coming to them, right? 
We hear that a lot today. They had it coming, you know, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the perspective of the woman who is obviously frightened at the moment, thinks, yeah, I messed up. This sucks. But I really wish I could have a second chance. And it wasn't looking like it. And she probably had come to, come to grips with the idea that she might die she in that might moment. pass away. And uh, so it was kind of a scary uh, moment. And... Um, and then there's the perspective of Jesus who sees both of the other perspectives, takes a moment to to regroup, to pause, to think, to draw in the sand. What a, I don't know what he was writing. Many people speculate on what they believe he was writing in the sand. Um, Something there he he was writing all of the Pharisees' sins in the sand, which would have been that would be metal, pretty pretty sweet. That'd be really sick. Um, or I don't know. He's just and doodling. So he's just. You know, writing something in the sand, and then he gets up and says, "You know what? If you never sin, throw the first stone." You know, and uh, and so he shifts the perspective of being on the person who has who has sinned the most or the worst to the perspective now switch to the person who hasn't sinned at all, which is kind of a cool um, idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's also Jesus knowing the woman and where she's at and where she wants to be and. And he's showing empathy in that moment. And so today's devotional says show empathy. And it's cool because it, disti- it distinguishes the um, sympathy uh, versus empathy. And sympathy is uh, kind of like the ability to uh, feel somebody's pain because you've been there as well. You can sympathize yeah. with someone when they stub their toe. <clears throat> or if you've lost a loved one, you could sympathize with someone who's lost someone because you know how it feels so it's a very it's a profound feeling but it's also uh, kind of basic on the level of um of uh understanding someone else because it yeah. sympathy requires that you have gone through a similar experience. Uh, experience to feel that empathy is is a little bit different empathy is being able to tap into that like sympathy realm um without having experienced the same thing so empathy is being able to um, hurt with somebody and feel someone's hurt, even if you haven't gone through what they're going through. Yeah, and uh, and it's something that if a, if most of us can can tap into this um, empathy Ability. idea, being empathetic, if we could tap into that, man, we could change the world because uh, not a, not everybody's empathetic, right? And if we can understand people a little bit better, that's what this is talking about, how to love people when we disagree with them. And so it goes down and it says, listen with purpose, which I think is so good. When we listen to people, let's not just listen to get through what they're saying so that we can talk, which oftentimes we do yeah. in an argument. We just wait, wait for them to be done, make our points as they're talking, and then, and then fire, it fire back. And so try, try this. You know, When you're in a conversation with someone who disagrees with you, don't. Um, don't listen to what they're saying just to have something to say back. Listen to what they're saying to hear what they're saying, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the last part says consider their stance. And one of the biggest parts of this is is trying to understand someone's why. Trying to understand where they come from, their worldview, the, how they view uh, life, how things are going. And, and uh, if you can do that, you can better understand why they have the stance that they have. And oftentimes your whys are actually relatively similar, um, but you just get there in different ways, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. 
I'm trying to think of maybe an example. Um, Um, a simple example. Um, so I don't know that this makes sense at all, but okay. So let's say there's like a person from China or something, and then there's a person in Africa. A wedding gift is going to look much different for a person in China than it would for a person in Africa. Why? Because of culture, worldview, mm-hmm. uh, what's expected, social norms, things like that. And so, um, it's kind of that's kind of a basic non-controversial. Uh, yeah, Dem- that's just dem- culture <laughs> demonstration, um, but but if you dive deeper into that, let's say, um, you maybe you go into the political realm. The political ideas. Let's let's use the United States for an, for instance. Someone living in a high rise apartment, or not high rise apartment. Someone living in a you know normal single family apartment in Manhattan is going to have a different worldview than someone living on a 10-acre farm in Kansas. Yeah. Right? Both perspectives are important because the can the person living in Kansas doesn't know what it's like to live in the city, doesn't know what it's like to go through that type of life, mm-hmm. and the person in the city doesn't know what it's like to live a rural life and have to go through those things. And so their perspectives are very different their worldview is very different and sometimes their political views are very different mm-hmm. but oftentimes if you try and get to the why why do you believe this um their whys are often uh, very similar so anyways that's uh there's an example and let's go so ben if you have a question or two um, yes, sir. we can go through that and then we'll jump into our draft after this let's go okay so i think uh reading through this plan the questions i'm coming up with are just very practical so last week we talked about um, giving some examples about how to gain respect, to give respect to people. And the response to that was, don't think everybody's stupid. So that, I thought that was really good because that's actually something I've done in the past. You just think you got it better than somebody else, smarter mm-hmm. than somebody else. Yeah. And it's not always the case at all. So this week regarding empathy, my question is, uh, do you have any examples or habits we can learn or start to create in our lives to get out of the habit or change our mindset from sympathy to empathy, if that makes sense? Yeah. Um, trying to think. Oh, take your time. Because I'm, I'm good at times and bad at other times at empathy. Mm-hmm. It just depends on how it. Well, the first thing is it's your heart posture towards a person. Yeah, I'm not empathetic towards people that I don't want to be empathetic towards. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, but anyway, but yeah, you can you can make in your head you can turn anyone to it into a human being. What I mean by that is even the most evil person you can think in your head if you think long enough, you can turn them into a normal person and they had real emotions in the real life. And yeah. And so that's maybe step one. And I think, I think most of us are better at it than we think we are. Uh, we watch movies and we get emotional in movies or we feel someone's pain in a movie, even though we, we've never been through what they're going through. You know, I watch like war movies mm-hmm. and I'll get deeply emotional over what's going on, even though I've never fought in a war and I don't know what it's like to lose a brother at war, you know, but you yeah. know, it happens and I feel it. Um, 
So in those moments, like uh, when you're watching that movie or watching or reading a book or on YouTube or you see those Facebook videos of military moms and dads coming home to see their kids and their kids get surprised and you get all teary eyed. Um, Right. Though that emotion that's welling up inside of you is, is that's empathy. If you haven't been there. Um, So I think not shunning that away. Like it's not like a contest to see who doesn't cry in a movie or who doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, do this or that or whatever. And so, I think that's part part of what I have done is just kind of embraced emotions. I think that's step one is like guys and girls. Girls oftentimes, um, I don't even know anymore. I think really culturally all of us kind of hide our emotions nowadays. Yeah. Um, I think it used to be common back in the day for guys to be tough and don't cry. and But even girls, you know, there's like that song, Big Girls Don't Cry or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a silly concept. Um. But I think I think that a healthy practice for all of us is to just embrace our emotions, however we're feeling. If we're feeling happy and or joyful or sad or or angry or frustrated, right? To to work through those emotions. When we can work through those emotions, uh, then then we could see um, when when those emotions come up in reference to somebody else. I think we all have uh, we all have a tendency or a a, a natural ability to be empathetic but a lot of us just haven't tapped into it and i know some are better at it than others and you know i have friends who struggle with empathy but um but what happens oftentimes when we struggle with empathy it's because we we start stepping into someone's situation and then we start thinking about how how we would we would be in that situation so, so what what helps is if you start stepping into someone's situation and don't think about how you would react, just think about the situation, right? Mm-hmm. Think think about how you would feel, maybe not what you would do. So, like for example, for me, so I'm sorry, I'm working through this in my head as we go. No, you're good. Put yourself in someone's emotions, not in their situation, would be the better way to think about it. So mm-hmm. for me, I used to uh, when I was in college. You know, I worked. Um, an overnight job and then I was part-time at the church and then I was a full-time student. So my daily weekly schedule would be like Sunday leading worship Monday. I'd have an 8am class, go to school till about three, start work at five and get off at about seven thirty the next morning and then go to class and just do it over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, Wednesdays, I Wednesday nights I had off so I could do youth and then, uh, but yeah, so it was kind of this very tight schedule. And so I would do my homework. Um, uh, in college, I worked with uh, this special needs um, uh, guy who uh, needed 24-7 care. So I would stay the night at their house. So about 10 o'clock is when I would Put essentially clock out. Yeah, and, um, and then uh, at that point, I would uh, do my homework whatever I had, hopefully get to bed before like midnight and then wake up at six the next morning when he woke up and Do go from again. there. So anyway, so I had this, I had this capacity to work in that way and I don't have a capacity as others like manual labor. It, it's cool for a little while, but it, I, it gets old for me really quick. <laughs> like I couldn't be a guy who does construction for 14, yeah. 16 hours a day. I know a lot of people can. Uh, me, I, I probably have a 
bigger emotional capacity and I can do like emotional work for a long time. But anyway, so, so I'm in this and then I noticed once I got out of that and I started working a like more of a steady schedule or a nine to five type of job and I was out of college and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. When students or other folks would come to me and talk about their schedule or I can't make it to youth because of homework or I can't do this my empathy went out the door because I started thinking about how I did it in my situation and well, well, if I did this, you know what I mean? You can do it. Yeah. But what changed it around for me is instead of thinking about their whole situation, their whole like life, I thought about how I felt when I was overwhelmed by homework. Yeah, that's good. Right. So like if someone's coming to me, like "I I can't come to youth tonight or I can't help at youth because I have too much homework for me my first instinct was to say like, dude, what? Like you don't have that much going on. You can't do homework on another night, you know, or whatever. So what I changed is instead of thinking about their situation, I thought about the very, I brought it, broke it down to the very specific moment that that person was in very specific. What, how did I feel in college when I was overwhelmed with a paper that was due the next day? Mm-hmm. Right. And like I remember in college a couple of times just breaking down because I was so overwhelmed because this is yeah. working, 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 homework, homework, homework. And I was like, oh, you know, I was freaking out. And so once I started doing that, that helped me a lot with with empathy. Yeah. And so I don't need to judge how someone copes or what someone chooses to do with their life. But like, let's talk about like a financial situation. Let's say someone comes to me freaking out about money. Mm-hmm. And I look at their financial situation. I'm like, you shouldn't be freaking out about money. You've yeah, got plenty of money. What a, you know, whatever. That's where empathy goes out the door. What When empathy comes back into play is when I take all the extras out and I look at the single situation. What did it feel like for me when I was freaking out about money, right? Yeah. Oh, that's a tough place to be, right? Now I can help. Now I can talk. Now I can. Mm-hmm. So that those are, hopefully that makes sense. Those are some no, practical are ways um, to... Some practical ways to, uh, um, yeah. Figure, exercise empathy. Exercise empathy. There you go. <laughs> my, yeah, words are hard. My brain farted. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's basically it is, is try to break it down to the very specific moment that person is in. Don't try and figure out their whole life for them. Yeah. Um, cause we, cause we don't need to, we don't need to do that. Um, a lot of times that pushes that person away too. Yeah. Cause they feel like you're trying to tell them how to live their life. Yeah. So like, you know, there's plenty, you could probably think of plenty of instances that in this political ideas or, or whatever you have like a working class class person in Manhattan who is, um, upset about, you know, um, you know, minimum wage as working as a waitress or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have a rural America person who, um, is trying to figure out how that makes sense, right? And there's a couple, lots of things at play. One, the person who lives in the city um, probably pays as much in rent or mortgage, if not more, than the person who lives on the 10 acres, <laughs> right? Yeah. So there's that, plus they're getting paid less for this other job, right? And the person in rural America worked really hard for what they got, and so they have that kind of aspect and the other person's working really hard but it's just totally different situations and so if, instead of creating this big story of like this person's life versus this person's life how they got there how they got there just get to the moment like mm-hmm. if the person in on the farm in kansas and the person in manhattan working this job if they can both realize 
maybe what it felt like in that moment to be worried about paying the next bill, mm-hmm. right? Maybe the farmer had a bad harvest one year. I don't know. I'm just making up a scenario. Yeah. And then they know like, oh man, this is, this is bad. Like, you know, maybe something happened and, and all they things are, things are going feeling. under, right? Or maybe the person uh, in Manhattan, they lost their job. They got laid off. And so, right. If you can narrow it down to that very specific moment, you can often find common ground with somebody. Mm-hmm. So let's practice that. Figure out how to hear other people for what they're trying to say. Figure out their why. And uh, it often works out better for us. Let's go. You heard it here first, folks. Yep. Yes, you did. Uh, I think that's it for the Bible reading plan. We got two more weeks, and then we'll... um, sauce another one at you. Yeah, do something else. I'm thinking about... We'll we'll try and decide what we want to do. Uh, But I was thinking about actually for the next one, not doing a reading plan, and just us discussing... Uh, like first and second Peter, that was something that we yeah we both read just together. read those. Um, I'm so down for that. That would be cool. Yeah, um, but we'll figure that out. Anyways, okay, so we have a draft uh, today, uh, which is super. It's festive. festive, boys and girls. It's gonna be awesome. It's Christmas time, so we're gonna do uh, the best Christmas movies. Yep, of all time. Of all time. Uh, so or our favorite Christmas movies or whatever, and then you yeah, guys will vote. <clears throat> I got some of that are top rated and some that are just my favorite. So uh, so we, we posted two drafts last week. We posted our Thanksgiving meals or Thanksgiving dishes one. Yeah, dishes. And then, and then we also posted our uh, most... Um, Worst villains. Y- yeah, useless or, yeah, villains. Useless villains. And uh, so we split those. So I won the Thanksgiving one and Ben won the villains one. Yep. So now we're at all-time 25-19. Yep. So, that's, that's wild. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I don't know if the math adds up, to be honest. No, it does. Okay, we'll worry about that later. Sorry. No, because it it adds up to 44. Yeah, and then the guests we've had and we had clapped us. We had two guests who clapped us. So that gets to 46. And this today's is 47. 47. So okay. it adds up. Sorry about I had a mini breakdown. Um. Okay, so... We got a rock, paper, skizzers real quick. We do have to rock, paper, skizzies. Uh, let's see. F you. Prepare your list here for us. I'm just number them, numbering them on my page real quick. Yeah, so we could write them down quickly. Real quick, all right. Okay, all right. Here we go. Rock, paper, skizzer, shoot. Oh, <laughs> that's a dog. Okay. I'm getting stuck in the matrix. That's two weeks in a row, boss. Maybe three, actually. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, well, you shouldn't. Okay. Um, this is a big, big decision here. Big decision. Okay, I'm taking my f- favorite Christmas movie. I think this is a big fan favorite. I'm going to take Home Alone. That's a great one. Yeah, it is, buddy. Imagine getting ditched at home. Which yeah. one's your favorite? Home Alone 1, 2, 3, or 4? Original. It's it my good. favorite. One's number good. Two's, one's number. good. Two's good, too. <laughs> one's are good. One's number good. <laughs> no, uh, number one is good. Two's good. I don't really... Four is when they use a different actor. And three. And three. So most people don't remember. So one one is the one where they fly... Uh, well, the one's the one where he's at home, left alone. Number two is when he gets on the wrong plane, he's in New York. Mm-hmm. Number three is he's sick at home, and same thing kind of happens. He has to protect 
at home. It's a different actor. Yeah. Number four is a different actor from that. Again, yeah. And that's when his parents got divorced and his dad's super rich and they live in this big old house. Okay. And then they're all coming. I together. think it's Marv or Harry that comes back um, as like a electrician or plumber or something. And yeah, then they to get in the house. Everything. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, one and two are superior to three and four. Yeah, 100% uh, agreed. But they're all pretty entertaining. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a kid just beating the brakes off a couple guys. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so I'm going to pick... Um, this is tough, but I'm going to pick Santa Claus. Yeah, the Tim Allen one? Yep. Yep. So... Oh. That's actually a tradition in my family. We watch it. Yeah, Danielle and I just watched one and two, so we'll have to watch number three here pretty soon. Yeah. Um, but those are great movies as well. Yeah, one's my favorite. Yeah, number but one. Uh, what's the third Third one's Jack Frost, or is that the second one? That's the third one. Yeah, the yeah, second yeah. one is when they have the toy Santa who turns into like a dictator. Oh, yeah, that's literally hype. I like <laughs> that one, super too. funny. I when I watched it as a kid, I didn't really understand the implications of it. But as you're, it's what like when you get older, the comedy you yeah, just as, comes out. As an adult, like the adult comedy comes out, where it's like he has like his cronies and he's wearing like this like Soviet <laughs> Union outfit. Yeah, it's, literally an it's really funny. Okay, but yeah. Anyways, uh, Europe. Yeah, uh, Europe. Europe. Hey, up. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go with. This is actually probably one of the best animated Christmas movies I've ever seen. I'm going to pick Polar Express. Ooh, that movie oh, that's slaps. A good that movie is, I think... I'm actually going to write that. I didn't have it on my list. I'm going to write it down because I want to watch all these movies this year. <laughs> that's a big list, boss. You got to get to work. I've already watched all, or almost all the Santa Clauses. And I've watched a couple others on this list already. Okay, then you're really just going for it. Polar Express. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, that's not, that movie, that song, that movie's really good. That's a super good movie. Hot, 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 hot chocolate. That's a great. They pick. hop on. He's got his golden ticket. I've got the golden ticket. All right. Different movie. Yeah, I'm okay. gonna pick The Grinch. Yep, that's a classic. So they have made. So many renditions. <laughs> yeah, they've made, I think, three now. There's yeah. the original one, which is really good, obviously. There's yeah. a second one with Jim Carrey, which is really good, but some kids now are like scared of that yeah, one. Yeah, they're scared of him for some reason. He so, does look goofy. But. He does. So, the, and so the, now there's a new one that's kind of, um, it has kind of that new like Dr. Seuss animation where it's kind of like furry animation. I don't know how to explain it, but. it's like Yeah, it's just different. <laughs> Um, it's like a <clears throat> Horton Here's a Who type animation. Yeah. Uh, but that one is actually really good too. So they're all really good in different ways. My favorite's always going to be the Jim Carrey one because that's like the Jim one Carrey's I the goat. like always watched. But I could see how it could be the other ones for other people. So I yeah. get it. Okay. Well, I think I'm probably just going to bam you by picking this, but I'm taking Elf. Yeah, it's a good one. We watched that at the uh, youth Christmas party. What was that, two years ago? I think it was just last year, which is crazy. That's why you're, that's It was just weird. last year because yeah, my sister and her boyfriend, weird. who now is yeah. her fiancé, came to it. Yep. I remember that. That's actually weird. I thought that was so much longer ago. Yeah, so. 
Crazy. Time flies. All right, so I picked Elf third overall here for yeah, my team. You did. I um, guess fifth overall technically, but Elf. That's a good movie. Um, you can't go wrong with Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's super funny. Um, He's been included in at least every movie draft, I think. Even though your dad hates Will Ferrell, doesn't he? Isn't that the yeah, one that he, he hates? Yeah, he absolutely hates him, and I call him a big <laughs> so, jamoke for it. That's so funny. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, he puts like M&M's and syrup in his spaghetti. Yeah. The one where he, call, he calls it, there's this, uh, there's this sound in the house that's really scary. It's good. It, it, it sounds kind of like this. <laughs> oh, that's uh, comedy. Was good. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Elf is good. Um, oh, speaking of which, uh, the bridge that is shown in the snowball fight, mm-hmm. um, that's where I proposed to Danielle. So it's great. So let's go. Um, let's see, Hoss. Yeah, this is tough now. This is where it gets tough because mm-hmm. now they're all relatively equal for me. Okay. I'm going to pick an old one. I'm going to pick a classic. Okay. And I'm going to pick, actually, well, this one's kind of old still. I'm going to pick a Christmas story. Yep. Which I is had that on my Ralphie. List. Yep. And uh, that one's really funny. That's my dad's favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I had that one on my list. He had it on his list. I had it on my list. That's quite a good one. Okay, so let me cross that off here. A Christmas story. You're going to shoot your eye out. Yeah, that's what made those BB guns popular. Yeah. was that movie? Oh, a Red Rider BB Red Riders, buddy. <laughs> okay, let's see. Great movie, great movie. Yeah, it had some classic lines, such as, you're going to shoot your eye out. Um... Speaking, we were talking about Jim Carrey. I'm going to go with A Christmas Carol, but the remake one that's animated with Jim Carrey, not the original. Huh. Because I think, I just think Jim Carrey's hilarious and he plays Scrooge in it. It's just funny. I don't even, I don't know if I've actually seen that one, to be honest. Well, add it to your list to watch this year. I am. It's a good one. Oh. That's I'll, I'll look up. That's the, good. I just thought of another one. I got okay. right there. I'm not gonna pick it, but Christmas with the Cranks is like Danielle's favorite one. Uh, favorite or one of her favorites. That one's really good. I'm not gonna pick it because I don't think it's like one of the classics. You know what I mean? But it is <laughs> get really lasered. Good. It's really one. Of, well, it is one of my favorites. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. I'll let it slide. Um. Okay. Now I'm gonna pick. One that I was going to pick last time. Okay. It's another older one. I'm going to pick White Christmas. That's a classic. Which is my mom's favorite. <laughs> Just getting the parents' votes here. Yeah, I'm not picking it because it's my mom or dad's favorite. No, I know. I'm just joking but with you. I'm just joshing. I'm just saying they are. It's funny, though. Danielle really likes Christmas movies, so like almost every Christmas movie we watch is her favorite. So she, she, <laughs> so she just has an underlying list. That's my favorite. Or we watch like Santa Claus. She's like, that's my, oh, this is my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> and you're like, Danielle, you said that so last night. Cute. <laughs> They're all her favorite. Um, but anyways, yeah, so White Christmas. You it's actually really that. good. There's a lot of sing. It's one of the. It's a lot of singing, huh? Yeah, it's one of the only like kind of musical type movies that I like. 
There's a lot of singing and a lot of dancing. Yeah. It's a good story, though. Classic. Okay. Classic. I'm going to go with an all-time classic, and I'm going to pick another old one. I'm picking Charlie Brown's Christmas. That's on my list. Charlie Brown Christmas. That's a great one. Yeah, that's all. That's where you get the old dinky tree. Yeah. <laughs> a Charlie Brown tree. I used to watch that every single year as a kid, too. A Charlie Brown Christmas. Yep. I used to watch the Thanksgiving one every Thanksgiving. I would just bust all the holidays out. Dang. The Halloween one. I got a bunch of rocks. You want to do one more or two more? Or that would have been your last one. Let's do... Uh, one more after yours. So two for you, one for me? Yep. Okay. So I actually changed my mind. I'm going to actually draft Christmas with the Cranks. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm looking because at... Because you're just BMing me. Well, I'm, no, I'm looking at all these ones that I have on here. And I think I like that one more than all of them. So okay, Christmas with the Cranks. There you go. Which is the one with Tim Allen, where him and yeah his, his him, family goes to his in laws' house. Is that that no, one? No, no, him and his him and his wife, because his uh, daughter is away. Him and his wife are like, oh, let's not do Christmas here. Let's go to Hawaii. Yeah, all the neighbors are super okay, mad. Yeah. And then the the daughter calls and she's like, hey, I'm coming home for Christmas. And, and they're like, like oh. oh, so they gotta like cancel their trip and then put on their normal Christmas party. And he like steals the neighbor's tree and yeah, and he like plugs into their power <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's super funny. Um. Yes. So there it is. Christmas with the cranks. Okay. Um, I'm thinking of this one. I have two on my list. But Make you, it good. It's your last one. Um, please stop yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I had okay. I have one on my list, but I thought of one while you were talking, and I can't remember the name of it. I'll help you. No, you won't. Give me a second. Yeah, I will. What do you What are you thinking of? It's a super old movie. Okay. Like from the 60s. Okay. It's like claymation, how they made it. Like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Like the original, the OG one? Yes. Let me make sure. I'm pretty sure that's it. That's the one I'm thinking of. Because it has like the little snowman that like skates across the snow. Yeah, and it's like in today's standards, then, absolute trash. But yeah, that, it's awesome. Like, yeah, and then like Rudolph is just like claymation. Just yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I'm picking that. Rudolph Red Nose. Yeah, that's one of my dad's all time favorites, if not his favorite. It's a good one. It's on my list. It's an absolute classic. That's the one where they have, they find, uh, what's his name, the miner, who's like going around hunting for gold. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, um, that's my dad's favorite character. Because <laughs> when he p- throws his pickaxe in the air to mine, he chucks it in the air, catches <laughs> it, and he goes, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. My dad does that. He'll imitate him around the house during Christmas. It's that's hilarious. So um, all right, I'm going to pick my last pick here, and uh, it's going to be awesome. Okay, let's hear it. I'm picking Die Hard. <laughs> I had it on my list, but I didn't know if I was allowed to pick it. It's definitely a Christmas movie. <laughs> that wasn't what I was worried about. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, it says a really bad word in there. Oh, it's rated R. You 
this guy he's the youth pastor <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah no. but i i had it on my list it's not a big deal i'll get over should it should i draft it or should i take it off no nah, you gotta take it now I'm, i don't think it's gonna be that well this is your call Haas. i'm not making this call for you it does say some slurs but i think it's fine right i don't know like i, I mean if i'm looking at it from my perspective I watched it when I was pretty young. But. <laughs> uh, we'll just put the TV version on this one. <laughs> yeah, clear played. Yeah, just run it. I just did it for the meme because it's yeah, you got to do it because of like the the discussion. Just, the whether. only reason it's a Christmas movie is because <laughs> it takes place on Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna keep it just for. All right. Yeah, no, it's good. My Run email's it. Brett at South Coast Christian if you want to complain. <laughs> Formal complaints. Uh, but yeah, it's my pick, Die Hard, because it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> um, I watched that two Christmas ago with my parents. It's great. Do you have any uh, honorable mentions on your list? No, I cleaned them out here, Haas. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, I have... I have well, all my honorable mentions were ones you picked already, so... Oh, okay. I have some here. Uh, I have Fred Claus. Okay. Which I is, forgot that movie existed. I know which one you're talking about, though. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's about like Santa Claus's brother and how he's like trying to belong or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, it's a Wonderful Life, um, which is a super old movie, and uh, but it's kind of a classic. There's Jack Frost, which I actually that's that was the one I was gonna pick if, if I didn't pick yeah. Die Hard because I love Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like actually super sad though. <laughs> It's one with Michael Keaton, and the dad dies in a car crash at the beginning, and he comes back as a snowman. It's like super emotional. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, the last one on my uh, list of honorable mentions is Hunt for the Wilder People because <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. How is that one Christmas movie? <laughs> there was, there, we just watched it. I didn't see Christmas once. No, remember we were talking about it. There was like a there was a Christmas scene. I think I don't think there was yeah because we said it like oh look this is a Christmas movie yeah we did actually you're right I don't remember I don't even what was remember. it from that why I don't even remember what scene it was but we said yeah, it. yeah we did I remember so anyways hunt for the wilderness <laughs> that's just watch that movie it literally slops yeah you guys should watch it. it's hilarious now we gotta find out what the Christmas part of it I'm gonna is. look it up right now look it up like Christmas scene in hunt for the wilderness people it's probably not gonna come up anyways that's it let me recap the list while Ben looks that up real quick uh, so Ben picked Home Alone Polar Express Elf A Christmas Carol uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and I picked Santa Claus, The Grinch, A Christmas Story, White Christmas, Christmas with the Cranks, and Die Hard. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, there's that. Um, it's not looking good here. <laughs> we'll find it. Uh, so, we'll... Yeah, we'll find it. We'll come back next week. <laughs> so, yeah, don't forget to vote on our Instagram page. Uh, sorry, we've been lagging on the drafts the last couple of day, couple of weeks, but we'll get up. We'll on work it this on week. it, and uh, yeah, it should be good. So, uh, without further ado, I'm Brett and I'm Ben. Thank you, the outro.